Welcome to Craft Beer Ballers, a show about craft beer and craft beer makers throughout the world and in the Tampa Bay area, with your hosts, Johnny and Kevin. Mics are on. The glasses are full. It's time for the Craft Beer Ballers. In this segment of the Craft Beer Ballers, uh, we visited Bay Cannon Beer Company, which is a new brewery that's opening up in West Tampa. Uh, we love new breweries, especially when they're opening up in central locations. Uh, they're easy to get to by uh, via a number of, of different uh, highways, thoroughways. Uh, so we sat down so with uh, Matthew Gerrere. Uh, who is the uh, who's one of the co-founders and owners of a Bay Cannon Beer Company? Uh, he he gave us a, a proper introduction to to the brewery itself. Uh, he also talked about the importance of opening up a brewery in West Tampa, and the, as well as the importance of the neighborhood brew brew pub model. Um, we learned what to expect uh, with Bay Cannon Beer Company, and we're just excited to uh, to see it blossom and grow. Uh, we also tried some of the beers as well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Cheers. The mics are on. The glasses are full. It's time for the Craft Beer Ballers. Hey, what's going on, Kevin? Not a whole lot, man. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. It's weird. You're not normally to the side of me, so, I have to, so if I side-eye you, mm-hmm. hey, no big deal. Don't take it personal. Oh, it's good. <laughs> so, you know. so one thing I love is when new breweries come to town. Or built on in our town. Um, it, it, I think um, you know we've been repping the craft beer community since 2015, mm-hmm. and so we're always looking for new breweries. And it's always good when new, when new breweries come along. It's exciting, and a new brewery is coming along. It's called the Bay Cannon Beer Company, and we are here today with Matthew Junet Juer Juer. I thought I told myself I wouldn't screw that up, and I totally mm-hmm. did. Uh, Matthew Juer, how are you doing today? <clears throat> doing well. Thanks for coming by, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. So now we're very excited, excited to be here. Um, I've been had my eye on Bay Cannon Beer Company for a little bit now, ever since the 83 Degrees uh, article in like like April or March or something like that. And so it's so it's good to see that it's all getting ready to come to fruition. So nervous. Excited? Yeah, not a lot of time this? for either of those. <laughs> yes. uh, you work so much, you're like, you're past the nervousness at this moment, level. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, mostly, it's mostly just anxiety and frustration. Have and you got down to a punch list yet? Stuff, stuff Have you got it down work. to where... Yeah, yeah, of course. Here's our last items. We've got to get this done and this done and this done and this done and this yeah, done. Yeah, you know, th- that part's great because we do have a bunch of help. Um, you know, it's a, it's a small family and friends business. Uh, so we've... My wife is certainly chipping in, and my parents are investors, and they're here and cleaning and fixing stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, we get to the point now where where people other than myself or Joe can can really dig in and get things done because it's mm-hmm. just yeah, yeah those those things that right. need to be that need to be done. So that that part's at least it, nice. It helps too when you can see the the light at the end, like you know that you're, you're, I mean, you're also running out of time too for an opening. But still, you can know you know it's coming. You can tell. You can look at. It, you can see how close you are. Yeah, we. I think fortunately, uh, yesterday, you know, we had a baby shower in here, and then we just sent out a bat signal and opened up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, we probably had a hundred people in here. We didn't. Nobody knew we were opening. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch yeah. of guys came through. A couple different uh, folks in the beer industry. A bunch of people in the neighborhood that have been waiting. I mean, they're like, 
on the internet mm-hmm. on an hourly basis. Yeah, seeing what's yeah. Happening. <laughs> refresh. You know, they're refreshing. Yeah. It's not been a brewery here in eighty-five years, and there's not been um, something like this in the neighborhood for quite some time. And so I think there's just a, a good amount of excitement from people who have who live in West Tampa and. And the thing about people who live in West Tampa is that a vast majority of them have lived in West Tampa for yeah. the majority of their lives. And so seeing new things come is, um, is, is exciting. It's a big deal. And, yeah. um, and we've, we've done the best we can reaching out to everybody, the CRA board, people in the community, uh, business owners, um, Caldico air conditioning right over here on, mm-hmm. on Howard. They like our posts on Instagram, you know, so we're just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. we knew initially that it would be important to um, just win, win the neighborhood. If you know, if you can win in the neighborhood, you can be a sustainable small business uh, mm-hmm. in, in yeah. our industry. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, we were, it was, it was that yesterday was the first real light, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak at the end of the tunnel. And, the staff was here, and they were jacked up, and people were happy and with with the offering. Um, the folks, we had food for the bridal shower, and they were very complimentary of the food, so that was great. And yeah, um, and the, and these guys and gals all got along, and so you know, this yeah. stuff that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, look, they're talking, you know, it's kind of yeah. cool. It yeah. was yeah. it was like a, it's like you got to watch the child out of the womb. Yeah. Before before the birthday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was uh, it was good. It was, and and one of uh, one of the guys here who's going to be our assistant manager here, he's run craft beer bars up in Philly. Like so, mm-hmm. he's yeah. better than I am at all of this stuff. The, the figuring out POS. Yeah, what yeah. What needs to be done? Yep. Grab this, grab this. Like he's he's yeah. seasoned, and so you know, having those types of people really helps too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. With that said, about you know the community coming out and really, really trying to win the community, I, I think the first question that comes to mind, I think probably a question for a lot of people, is how does one decide to start open a brewery in West Tampa? <laughs> well, I think what helps is that I'm not I'm not from here. I'm not from West Tampa, I'm not from Tampa, I'm not from yeah, yeah, Tampa Minneapolis, Bay area. Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah um, so. I'm from Minnesota. Did cut my teeth in this industry in Minneapolis at Six One Two Brew, and um, in a in a beer market that you know by the time I left there were four breweries within two square blocks of each other, a distillery that was a cocktail lounge also because that's legal there. Yeah, it will be here soon. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and and just kind of got a feel for what I liked, what I didn't like, and knew that uh, we were going to come back to Florida because uh, I, we're all, my whole family is FSU uh, alumni. Oh, uh, okay. My dad okay. went to grad school there in the yeah. mid-'80s, and oh, cool, cool. Uh, so we lived there and uh, went to school there, and I walked on and played football there, and my, uh, my wife, which I didn't know until later. Of course, she went there. Her sisters went there. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, and my parents then moved back here. They moved to Bonita Springs. So they were here. My sister's in New York. And my wife and I had a baby. And we're in Minneapolis. And we're like, man, we got no babysitters. <laughs> no was. free babysitters. Yeah, no oh, free yes. babysitters. Uh, oh, I'm, hey. And we had begun to put a plan together on how to do something in, in beer, which for me personally, the first time that I 
did something professionally that I really liked. Um, and I think it's just like, it's just so hard to explain mm-hmm. yeah. to um, how, how tough, it's probably not that hard. There's probably a lot of people out there that don't like what they do. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah. It's like, that's, when that's, I, <laughs> like, that's I, a whole other podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, like, man, I write a book on that. When I found that it was something that I really enjoyed, it probably took me two weeks. I was out at bars and restaurants selling beer, and I'm like, this is all I got to do? Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's not too hard. (laughs) And started to hatch a plan for what we liked, what we didn't like, and how we could maybe um, put our own thing together and then where. And in Florida, there was – we had a – faint opportunity in Jacksonville that may have happened and it didn't and and you know we looked at the at the map and my, we were closer here to my parents and and yeah. to my wife's parents who are in Orlando and Tampa is the best beer town in in Florida so it was like yeah or Tampa Bay area in general mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's just crazy everywhere so that was what we decided to do my wife looked for a job she's fantastic at hers so that was pretty simple and then uh, we sold the house and came and then you know, along the way, we're trying to do a bunch of other stuff. And, and so, how old was the baby when you made the decision and you're doing it? Uh, well, she was, the decision was made probably when, like after she was born. Uh, we actually came, we actually moved when she was 18 months. Okay. okay. So there was, yeah. there was a year and a half of planning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I was there. <laughs> it's been two and a half years since I've been here. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it, it was, um, you know, it was a, just a collection of things. You just kind of put one foot in front of the other and, and figure out what you got to get done. And, um, and for us, it, it brought us here. And then once I was here, I had no bias to the neighborhoods. Yeah. I, yeah. We, we lived in uh, Northdale. Mm-hmm. That's where we were okay. able to rent a house for at the time, my parents and my wife and kid and I, and get yeah. our feet under us. And then we were driving all over the place. I knew I didn't want to be over on the Pinellas side only because my wife's work was, uh, at West Shore and Boy Scout, mm-hmm. okay. And I knew that if she had to drive to Howard Franklin for work, right. yeah, yeah, she yeah, would be miserable. That'd be mm-hmm. very yeah, quickly. Not, not pleasant. Yep. Yeah, been um, there, done that. So. And also, they've got just a fantastic thing happening down there, you know, on and off Central Avenue, where it's like it's full of breweries. And so, mm-hmm. we found some spots in Tampa where we were like, "There's no breweries anywhere near here." Yep. Let's yeah, yeah. Let, let's see we what's here. We talk about this all the time. You got to hit them where they ain't. And there's, there's that's a the lot key. of people here. Listen, Minneapolis, in the city of Minneapolis, which is like a million, if you kind of take the first little outskirts, when I left, there was like 40 breweries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there were, there, when, I came, when I came here, I was on the Brewery Bay, you know, the website. That yeah, uh-huh. I'm like counting. I'm like, there's a lot, oh, yeah. you know, like overall. But I'm like, there's eight. <laughs> you know, it's well, like well, there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of opportunity. Well, yeah. and, and where was the question? As we were driving around looking at places, we just kept coming back here to West Tampa and south of 275, north of 275. There's just like a soul here, I think, that is different. There's a old architecture that has survived. Yeah. There's like 15 old cigar factory buildings that are still here that the 70s and 80s didn't destroy. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and there's a community, as we begin to find out, there's a community that is from here. They've yeah. Almost everybody I talked to is, oh, my family built a house in the 1930s over on Walnut. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's and, very true. And there's a really neat 
industrial corridor over off a of willow and Cass. Yeah. Where they're still building stuff and mm-hmm. the buildings got busted windows and they're making air conditioning and tables and um, that kind of fit too with what the spaces we were looking for. So we looked over there a little bit and um, and just ended up getting lucky. I think that this place was available for rent slash sale and uh, the broker for this owns a building next door and they're really in um, involved in trying to help West Tampa come back, especially yeah. Main Street. It's Main yeah. Street, you know? And, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, so it just kind of seemed like where we should be. It's very central. It's 10 blocks from downtown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you go anywhere oh, yeah. in America, you can't get anything 10 blocks from downtown's. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's a not that's, a major metro. Right. No, no, no. And that's kind of a unique thing about about Tampa's area. So we we're, we're both from Tampa. We we both lived here significant periods of time. Um, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties, whatever. Uh, you know, um, and the thing with with Tampa is Tampa did not really focus on its urban core for like like this whole like yeah. focusing on the urban core and having shit along the water, around the river, and yeah. on both sides now, all that stuff. That's a fairly recent concept. That did not, okay, I moved back here. Like, that, I did something very similar. I, you know, me and my wife had a baby, and we said, wow, we were like in Atlanta with no babysitting, let's move back to where all our babysitting is. So we did pretty much the same thing, right? So we did that in 2010. Matter of fact, almost about this, about this time nine years ago. Nine years ago, none of this like like the like, like I think I think Hickson Park was around. I think that's that's that predates a lot of stuff. But like shoot, three years ago. But but yeah, when I moved here, that stuff yeah. changed so fast from when I moved here. Yeah, yeah, there just wasn't a lack of focus. And when we were kids, there was not a focus on the urban quarter. That's why you can still to this day now have stuff get property that's really close to downtown because people weren't focused. That people are just starting to feel like, wow, this is downtown. Well, we, we, maybe things should get, go inward instead of shooting outward, you know. Yeah. But, that, but that's, you know. Our partners from Minneapolis, they're like, they, they can't believe it. They're like, what? <laughs> you can get, you can, there's a lot right now, uh, just a buildable lot on the Hillsborough River. Yeah. Right over here, like four parcels north of Rick's. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 800 meters from Armature Works or the, yeah. the new marina there or something. Yeah, like yeah. A yeah. thousand meters. And it's like $350,000. Yeah, yeah. So you can get your boat and go out to the ocean from there. Yeah. I mean, that kind of, uh, that kind of yeah. property isn't available. And that's too much for us. But, I mean, that's usually that kind of stuff is yeah, well usually. up towards a million bucks. Oh, yeah. Any other city, you don't, yeah, you won't get anything like that. And that's the with Tampa, and you won't be able to get that that stuff for forever here either. But like, but right. for now, it's yeah. it's like that. Well, one of the things uh, in terms, okay, so what, okay, so you say you had no biased areas. One thing about West Tampa, okay, it's a historic area. People lived here for a million years, but West Tampa, you know, eighties and nineties weren't kind in West Tampa, yeah. and so so now you're here, and it's a revitalization effort. So that's you are part of that. So tell me a little bit about being part of that, because I'm sure that's a a, a big part of all of this is part that you that you know if it when in five years when there's like a million things down in this little area it may have it may start with vacant vacant yeah Yeah, so i we're on like that bottom level first wave there's there's other stuff happening you know underneath the surface in the neighborhood which is nice and obviously paying attention to all of the development yeah um made it a reasonable investment for us too. We weren't just going to the middle of nowhere 
and hoping that it was going to happen. You could really tell yeah. that it was that things were happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, I tell this story all the time. We sat, my, my dad, myself, and one of our partners, Robert, from up north, we sat in front of the Hall and Franklin building when that was for lease. Yeah. And um, there was Hidden Springs, mm-hmm. and there was Eulalie, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And our question was, and there were, there were homeless on the street right there yeah, in front of yeah. Hidden Springs building. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Salvation Army was right there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, Metropolitan look, Ministries right up the street. From, from, yeah. a, from a business stability standpoint, it's like, how long? You know, we knew, I mean, the brewery was there, so we knew that there was stuff happening, Eulalie. But Eulalie was waterfront. And yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. Yep. its own thing. And it's got, yeah, And guns we were marks, just kind of like, how long? We know. didn't know. We're not from here. We had no idea. Right. Yeah. It was 18 months. It was <laughs> over. You know, yeah. Armature Works was there. Foundation Coffee was there. Garagis was there. Yeah. Um, Hidden Springs, Holland Franklin. And yeah. That was that. And, and yeah. now yeah. you can't. Now they're selling twenty four hundred dollar apartments. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we we knew that the the possibility for real change pretty quick was there. But also UT's right there. Yeah. You know, college kids and there's there's actual development that's already happened and, mm-hmm. and is taking place there. We've seen beer places that struggle, though, around UT. That's the thing. You know, like, there's that place right on the corner right there on... Uh, yeah, it was right there on Boulevard. Boulevard, Canada. yeah. It's, and, and it's yeah. been multiple places. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, so I, I don't know if the craft beer community is really supported by UT students. I, I think it's going to be more of your, your locals, more of your people who are probably on this side of the interstate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that that... I think that continues to change, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we've, we've noticed on the sales side that where craft beer where it's going into what establishments it's going into continues to get younger. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, the demographic sort of is what it is from an age standpoint. And yeah, we can yeah. Point to the big chunks, but it is also getting younger. And those kids are paying fifty grand a year to go to school. That's so true. It's, it, my guess is when they go home which a ton of them are from the Northeast. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. drinking craft beer because their parents are or because that's just kind of all that's there. Yeah, but, yeah. But really the UT, I mean, there's is, is a development. They're starting to buy property now on the other side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're starting to develop a lot of that. And so it was like we, we knew that with the city's uh, investment and with, with just the way that was happening, Yeah. coupled with Tampa Heights, coupled with West Shore, Coupled with Midtown and this sort of just sort of closing in on the neighborhood here in terms of a development that yeah. that things were going to happen here, um, and and it's just super. It's just a super neat place. I mean, on yeah. the corner of Dale Mabry in, in Cyprus, it, it doesn't have buildings like this. I mean, no, you know what I mean? That's, that's and the they're going to put Midtown there, and it's going to be cool, and it's yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. places to live and places to eat. And, and yeah, pools, and that's going to be neat, and it's going to provide some density. It's going to help push, hopefully, public transportation. There's a lot of stuff that's good about it, but yeah, yeah, this yeah. is really cool. Well, yeah, it's 119 yeah. years old, and, and yeah. you just don't find that places, and it, they had that here in multiple areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You still had that stuff here in Tampa. Not as much as you used to. It's definitely it's more sprinkled. This is one of the few areas where it's concentrated. Um, like, you could still, you know... You know, you, you could still have an area that, you know, with older buildings, and, and, and it's a collection of well, older it, buildings. It's a combination of history and culture. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's great when you can have that, but it also makes a really big difference when you can tell that 
a good amount of money has been poured into this place. I mean, just the decor, what you've got going on, what you're doing here. I mean, you could make this place look and probably work in a lot of places in Tampa. Yeah, Even yeah. in competitive beer industries, you probably uh, could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've but been to it's better though. Over just even the last few days, actually, I had some time off, so I've been to a few breweries. This is up there with one of the nicest ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight up, like Thank holy you. cow! Thank like, you. It's a group effort. Um, yeah, like, you know, and and it isn't my first time in a brewery, and that helped. Mm-hmm. And one of the things yeah. I'll say about six one two is two of their two of their investors are partners of ours. The other owner is a fantastic friend and he's already been here uh, to help. One of them is our CFO. Adit is uh, a great business person and they put together a brewery up there in Minneapolis that was the, one of the first breweries that was opened after they got their taproom laws changed there. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. So before that it was like a lot like what you see at Cigar City in terms of we have this brewery. We're making beer, and we're distributing beer. Yeah. Oh, we got, we got this law changed. We need a tap room. You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. Their brewery wasn't created around a tap room. Yeah, yeah. And six one two brewery was, and so uh, okay. it was one of those first breweries that you walked in. You're like, this is awesome. And yep. the patio, mm-hmm. which yeah, you know, yeah. Minnesota you can use for like four months. But it was, like, <laughs> it, it was very, very, it, it was very different for them. And as a part of that experience is where. Those are some of the main things that I pulled that I liked. Yeah, from yeah. How that um, how they specifically, but how the industry was changing, and that wasn't just people moving beer places and selling beer at, at restaurants. There was yeah. going to be an experiential component to this, mm-hmm. and if you have that, I mean, you can. You don't need to. You don't need to sell beer to everyone on the planet. Yeah. I mean, there's a pub on every corner in London for a reason because like the people go there that live right around the corner and right. yeah, yeah. and there's still a ton of room for growth in this business and in this industry for um, neighborhood small business brew pubs yeah because like we talked about already there's um, you know if you go north of here there's there's not a brewery there isn't a brewery you could go literally all the way to Land O'Lakes before you get one yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, and, there's, you know what Scott. I mean. And so that's, yeah, yeah. you got to go to Seminole Heights, got to go over there, or you got to go over to Cigar City. Right. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And even if you go south, now look, South Tampa's a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get all the way to Gandy to get to yeah, one Bay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's still a bunch of room for growth in that. We've talked about this a lot. If you want to try to sell your beer on shelves and on tap at places, well, that might be a different story. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. That's very competitive. Mm-hmm. They're in Florida. There's still a real iron fist mm-hmm. um, yeah. involved there. It's lack of control too. You back behind that bar can tell me what you put in the Dubell. You can sell it to me. Yeah. But when other people are doing it for you, it's not the same game. No, yeah. that's very true. I mean, that's and that really is a component of the whole thing. When we give our beer to a distributor, mm-hmm. they go out and give it to bars. Mm-hmm. The word selling is sometimes confused because their job is to, to take a collection in a portfolio that they're responsible for. Each of those reps are responsible for selling. Mm-hmm. My specific SKUs may get lost in that. And right. so yeah. then who goes to sell that beer? I do, but, or, or a salesperson does, and then we have to buy it, or pay for a salesperson. 
And if I want to sell that beer in Jacksonville, then you better hire a salesperson in Jacksonville. Yes. That becomes yeah. extremely expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah exactly. It's and and we've, I've seen it. We lost at 612 when we sold the rights for because we have self-distribution in Minnesota. So that was yeah, yeah. a different thing. But when we sold the rights to that distribution, like it just, you lost you lost some of that face-to-face yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost sales. It, it, it makes your brand less personal. Yeah, a, you know, it, it's it, a, you can tell, you can just see the machinations of this thing. Like places like Cigar City, they got it. Yeah, like, yeah. They got the brand. They already had the distribution. They already had the push, and they were able to then use their early success to then push the next yeah, yeah. phase of that. And if you aren't at a certain level at this point, that's really tough. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well CCB. I mean, they got in the market right at the right time. They hit it. They hit everything right. Perfectly. I mean, it's 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 a it's it's a case study in timing, really. Yeah. You know? Just like that, Surly in Minnesota, you guys have probably heard of Surly. They distribute the here name. now. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. They were the first one. Surly Furious was an IPA, and no one had ever had anything that tasted like that before, like Highlight. Yeah, kind of like Highlight. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. So, it was yeah. just like it was it. And you could go to places, and people would say, "Can I have a Furious?" And they would maybe even know what it was, yeah, or if yeah. it was made by Surly. It was just like, can I have a highlight? Yeah. It was like fat and tire when, yeah, when, when, yeah, that, exactly. when that when that when that hit. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's me actually. I, didn't, I had no idea what fat tire was except for what it tasted like. It's an amber ale. For quite yeah. a while, it's a good one though. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that so that's the thing. We only talk about this all the time. There's different models for how there people is. do it. And, you, and as the, as the industry grows here, you start to see the models play out to varying levels of success. You either come in now with the you know. The brew pub model, where we're like, "Hey, we want we want to bring you right here. We want to be the center of our experience." Or you get some breweries that are like, "Hey, you know what? I want to hit distribution from day one. I'm I've got yeah. investor dollars. I'm looking at it. Right. Whatever. Start out with like a fifty barrel system or something ridiculous. Yeah, you know, yeah. N- not even realizing, gee." You might need someone who knows how to run that. Yeah, but I say your <laughs> recipes might not translate. You know, so, yeah. like, you know, that's that, that's the thing. I, or, or it's harder to make it translate. You I can, can make, make it, it work on 15 gallons. I can't make it work on this 20 barrel. I can't figure out why. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. We'll yes. introduce Joe now because that's exactly – listen, when, when, when I first got in the, in the, into beer, there were home brewers that could open breweries and win. Yeah. Okay? There just weren't that many. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, the cream would rise to the top, and that can still happen because, like, some people are just great at what, what they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. If you're good enough, translate. and you can get it, yeah. If you can but make it translate, exactly. we started to see a lot that that maybe aren't, and that there's a big difference between brewing on the home program mm-hmm. and and jumping to a professional is uh, completely 7, different. 10, 15 yes. barrel system, and um, Joe was in literally in the same class as. Austin Myron, who is our head brewer at 612, yeah. and Sean Sasser, who's a head of production at Cigar City. They were in the same class at the Siebel Institute, international program. These guys are scientists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real deal. When you go from one thing to another, it's about math. It's about a bunch of other stuff I don't know. Yeah. And so in opening a brewery personally without any knowledge of that side, it was extremely important for me to trust that whoever was going to be making beer knew what they were doing. Oh, if you're going to buy yeah. a new system. It, it's the head it chef. Some of the best restaurants, the chef is the owner, but not every restaurant works that way. You yeah. can, you can have a front of the house person, but that you got to have that chef in the back. So, so we know, 
Without oh, a doubt, yeah. you're talking to people who are beer nerds. We know yeah. how important it is to yeah. have a great brewer. And we'd love to have Joe actually on a segment by himself. I'd like to actually have a, 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 one of your cannon flights so I can talk to Joe about what's happening in the beer itself and what's going yeah, so on. So we can get geeky with it. So. That, that, that's, <laughs> just, that's what we do here at Craft Beer Ballers. Yeah, yeah, so. we're, we're a bunch of freaking geeks. So. But one thing I, I do want to ask you, though, Matthew, is uh, so what, what's, what's the vibe? What, like, like is it when patrons start coming through the doors on August 2nd what, and going forward, what do you want them to get out of the, out of the experience besides, besides – killer beer and history lesson obviously of what's happening here in west tampa yeah i i'm a history buff so it kind of started there mm-hmm. from a finding the names and, and, mm-hmm. and whatnot and um you, you dig down into regional things or very very local things for us we've, we've, we've we went back and forth on both of those um and a cannon is an homage to the two 1800 era war cannon that sit out in front of plant hall yeah yeah um, which was the original Tampa Bay Hotel. Henry Plant got those old destroyed cannon from a munitions dump, and they were original to Fort Brook. I mean, this, all of the yeah. information that we're it, reading at least tells us that. They yeah, were, yeah, they were yeah. original to Fort Brook, which was originally Tampa. And when the Union took it back from the Confederates, they decommissioned everything, yeah. and those things went to a place. And when Henry Plant was, you know, he's doing stuff, yeah, in, in building Tampa, building he the railroads. Yeah, yeah. He, so yeah, he you know. this little thing out in his gaudy front yard of, of this gilded era yeah. Taj Mahal. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, they are still there now, and and I just thought that when we started to peel back the layers, that history was pretty neat. Uh, the history with the Spanish American War embarking from the front yard of the Tampa Bay Hotel—that's West Tampa. Yeah, and. All uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders were staying there. All the soldiers camped. They were camping here. They camped out in West Tampa before yeah. they left. And so there was that. And then once we got here, we started to talk to a lot of the old timers here. And you started to get the stories from the jazz side. Nat and Cannonball Adderley. Um, yeah. Cannonball Adderley, super famous jazz musician. His brother Nat. Yeah. And they were, uh, they were on the, the Chitlins Trail with with Ray Charles, they were on his label at one point, I think. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. Um, there's a bunch of that history that's very neat. And yeah, so yeah. We did Not a, far from here, too. Yeah, right, we did right a jazz, down the street. We did it when we first got the building. It was just what it was, but it was nice enough that it was wide open that we did an event. Walter Smith is a friend of ours at this point now. We've met through this whole process. is a fantastic family, and he was running for city council. And so we did a little mini launch party for him here. We, uh, Joe made some beers. We served. We had some jazz music. And a bunch of folks came through. And I, we were, I remember pouring beers with you, and I just, we were like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, is, it just yeah, was like. Yeah, the vibe. Yeah, so, you can like, see the vision. Yeah, so, so, then like, it was, so. We, At that point, I think we kind of, we started, we had started working on the logo and the, the colors. You wanted to involve the water aspect but also the patina and the rusting with the copper and the yeah and the, and the teal of of those those metals from cannons and 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 it kind of all came together but the we found brick back here that was able to bring some of that back the jazz the, they played right here up against this wall but it oh, was cool. all gray stucco it basically just looked like that yeah yeah and we found the brick back there and we're just like yes and <laughs> nice, it just sort of nice. unfolded that way there were a few things i knew that i wanted that i thought could fit in whatever vibe you wanted to make like this concrete bar 
Um, the, the guys over at Beton Studios in St. Pete did that. Shout out to you guys. Um, it's beautiful. And, and so we were able to put together, I think, something that sort of started there. I just, it was, yeah. it, it just felt right. Um, and I kind of felt, I kind of got that feeling again yesterday. Not that we had, you know, jazz playing, but it was like, of like the oh, like energy. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I can't yeah. wait to come back and say like mid-August on like yeah. a Saturday evening and see what it's like. What's going well, on? We've got Rob uh, Robbie Williams. He'll be back August. Uh, let's see. We're up on a second. August eighth, Thursday, August eighth. He's he and his jazz trio will be playing right there. Oh, okay, cool, um, cool. And so they'll be back playing, and you know we'll try to have that kind of be a yeah a, a, a continuous thing because it God it was great. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the history here, and there's a bunch of other history. Obviously, cigars, we could go into that world for a while. Um, and, and the diversity in this area with the Sicilian club over here, Cubans and Spanish and blacks and whites. I mean, everybody here yeah. has been here a long time. Yeah. They're all yeah. still here. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think oh, that, yeah. that is extremely yeah. neat in that, hey, look, <laughs> people. <laughs> People can coexist here. Yeah, in yeah, this, yeah. In this year of our Lord, 2019. <laughs> in the same neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. No it's gerrymandering like school districts, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, <laughs> like, it, and, and, and everyone, you know, from from uh, the guys over here at the West Tampa Alliance, uh, D and Brother Heem, shout out to them. They've been very supportive, and uh, they got their own thing, and people over on the McFarlick Park side yeah. wanted to come over and see what's up and they've been very helpful too. In fact, our That's our bond, our surety bond comes from Missy Martin, who's the head of the HOA at McFarland Park. I mean, oh, wow. You okay. Know, was, okay. Um, there's been a lot of support. You can yeah. tell a lot of people really want that. It's a lot of people getting behind and that. They want yeah. it. To, but they yeah. want it to be yeah. theirs. Yeah. And, yeah. and no, nothing against Soho and how that entertainment district has turned out, but they want something that's a little more authentic for yeah, them. Yeah, and, and they yeah. They don't want just, like, a bunch of people to come in and open whatever they want and just yeah, turn it yeah. into whatever they want. They want to have some arms around it. And we were, uh, the, the event we did, and we've been involved in the CRA board and talking to the people. And Yeah, yeah. That jazz night was uh, super incredible because it's just, like, the community came out. Yeah. Just knowing, like, oh, we heard we, there's going to be a brewery. We don't really drink beer. But we had <laughs> some stuff on. Yeah. Boring. And everybody found something they liked. And it was like, man, I'm so excited for this. This is so cool. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, people that typically go to breweries Do probably. Remember the beers? Yeah. Um, uh, I remember this. Oh, it was Stout. Joe Simmons, by the way, head brewer. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> so. um, what did we do? We did the, uh, the a half? A half of Eisen. And a pale. And a pale ale. And a. Do we, do we have this, the stout on too? We got stout, the halves, and the pale. Yeah. Um, and it was chocolate one. Let me get the chocolate one. Let me banana get the banana one. Let get the banana flavored beer. Like, so. Yeah, it's so like. awesome. <laughs> people found a flavor profile that they could get into. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't typically drink that beer. They're like, oh, I like this. Yeah. Well, why don't we cut off here and come back, and we'll start talking to Joe about some of the beers yeah, that are happening do, here on ab- Big Cannon. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, definitely, let's definitely do that. Uh, this is Craft Beer Ballers. <laughs> 